What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based outside of North Carolina State University. I'm Plover, and this is Off the Record. Here with me today is Atticus from Charlotte Seneca Burns. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. We actually just got a bunch of good news. Uh, I may talk a little bit about it uh, as the questions come in, but uh, yeah, it's been really refreshing. It's been an up and down year. And so like to get something that is pretty concrete and pretty solid is is really refreshing. For sure. I'm, I'm excited to hear about that as this goes on. Um, so just do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Um, me personally, my name is Atticus Lane. I'm an independent musician from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm 26 years old. I've been doing this for a good amount of time now, but I really didn't sort of discover myself and who I was until about 2018, 2019. Um, I really met some of the people that I think will be with me until the day that I die, um, truthfully. Uh, and it was all in the music scene and it's kind of just been a slippery slope ever since then. Of course, you know, COVID decided it was going to steal a lot of time from all of us, but, um, tried to make the most of it. And we in the band, you know, sort of came together during COVID. So I don't want to say it was a blessing in disguise or anything like that, but I'm certainly grateful for uh, the time that I had to really find myself and find the people that I care about most. For sure. Um, so there was a, a very specific reason you wanted to do this interview. Uh, you have a show coming up this Friday. I, yes. I might add. yes. Yeah. Um, on Friday, April 14th, uh, Seneca Burns, along with other Charlotte Act, American Theory, they're really good. They're much better than us. Uh, come out and see American Theory. But also... Um, the second after who, if you've had any connection to the music scene in the Eastern part of North Carolina for any amount of time, you know, who the second after is, they're just an incredible, incredible pop punk band. Uh, they've been on so many good tours. I actually had, uh, some free time and I was going through their past events on Facebook and like, they're just overdue. They are, they are about to blow up. They are so cool. And they've done so many cool things and played with so many, I mean, they play with hot mulligan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. play with Hot Mulligan, play with the home team, play with Hawthorne Heights. Like they're just an incredible band as well as the Bronze Age, which they have slowly since last April become, you know, part of my own little family. I'd like to say they're such incredible people and I can't wait to play another show with them. It's going to be fun. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, you mentioned some pop punk stuff. Is that kind of your lane as either yourself or uh, Seneca Byrne? Pretty much, um, we've got a wide array of influences, but it all basically boils down to, you know, like a very rooted in pop punk, a lot of emo, you know, a lot of alternative rock in there. Basically, if you played video games in, you know, the early to mid 2000 or just the 2000s in general, if you're listening to a soundtrack, like you're probably going to find a band that we were really, really influenced by on that soundtrack. I'm a big Tony Hawk's pro skater guy. So we really, really grew up with all those soundtracks and, and it, it really kind of formulates, I think we have our own little vibe, you know, I'm a really big blink fan and I, I know the guys are as well, but we all come from like Christian is, is big on like a day to remember in Lincoln park, John, the bass player is uh he's very proggy Devin Townsend. Um, uh, and then he gets into the fun, like Ninja sex party, uh, twerp, yeah. things like that. Um, and then Matt is just, he's just your standard, like punk emo, mm -hmm. like just comes from the roots kind of guy, super great, super, you know, diverse 
um, within, yeah, within this lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I saw your website said uh, pixelated pop punk. Well, was that kind of like the video game kind of vibe there? So funny story that actually has a specific origin. Um, we have these stickers. I'll see that I have a stack of them right here. Um, hopefully I can find one. So we have these stickers and we've been putting them around. Um, hopefully it'll show. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I can tell you. And no matter how many of them we get, they're always like the same design, <laughs> but the little slogan on top changes. And on these right here, it says pixelated pop punk. Yeah. When we released, do you know how bright you burn? Um, <laughs> it was, do you know Seneca burns at the top? And our first song or our second song that we released was called what the hell do I have left to give? Um, they said what the hell on top and so yeah. you know it kind of changes it's one of those like it's the same thing every time but a little bit different collectible whatever yeah just kind of like a philosophy of like kind of okay pretty much whatever we're we're kind of like harping on at that moment whether it's yeah. a song or anything like that and this band from chicago called good hangs um they have a series on tiktok called what is this garbage and they reviewed our song, Do You Know How Bright You Burn? And absolutely tore it to shreds. They just made fun of us and, you know, all kinds of just put us in the ground. It was all in good fun. It was a roast. But they thought it would be funny to, um, they, they pulled up our Spotify and had our picture and they zoomed in on it. And they were like, look, their Spotify picture is like, it's even like super pixelated, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, you know, every band, especially like the pop punk bands, like Blink-182 has like crappy punk rock and all this. Yeah. I'm like, what if we were, what if our slogan was pixelated pop punk? And so I, I decided it would be funny to take them ribbing on us and send them a shirt. <laughs> that had, a merch line. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's like a whole merch line for us. Like I'm very grateful that they decided to do that because I think pixelated pop punk is just a catchy, you know, fun slogan where pop punk music, a little rough around the edges, like, like a pixelated yeah, yeah, picture. A little, little jagged on the edge. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for the fact that they said that and that it came out the way that it did because mm -hmm. I've gotten pretty good reviews on the pixelated pop punk slogan. Yeah, it's, it's definitely catchy. Um, so you, you came from Charlotte. What's it like, like, I don't know, coming up in like a, a, a music scene, like Charlotte specifically, like Charlotte, you know, it's sort of a reputation of being like a concrete kind of business city. Is there like a, a lane for music there? So it, it's kind of weird. There was, there was a pretty big scene back in the day, way before I got involved. Um, and, and, you know, we could talk for hours on the business and the politics behind it, but basically Charlotte as a music community, in my personal opinion, kind of degenerated going into COVID like it was on the downswing and not that we have any like big part in it or anything like that. But when we came out of COVID, a lot of people really were kind of like, you know, we don't know when we're going to be able to do this again. We don't know if things are ever going to shut down again. We just have to make the most of it. And there was a lot of successful shows, but there was one band that really stood out from the rest and they were called Tetanus. And a couple of my really, really close friends were in Tetanus. And 
we Pierce specifically the bassist and I used to spend hours on the phone and just talk about he would talk about how tetanus is growing I would talk about how Seneca is growing because we both started during COVID started our bands and you know he kind of his band came out before us and they were just all cylinders they were having great shows they were having great crowds I remember the first Seneca show I was so jealous because the first Seneca show was the last Atticus Lane show. I, I used to have a solo career yeah. and I did a hiatus show and that was the debut of the band. And we sold out the milestone, like first show, we're the only local band sold out headliner, was very proud of it. And one week later, uh, Pierce and Tetanus at Snug Harbor sold out and had it lined around the block at yeah. snug harbor and i was like man you have to one up you like that like, exactly exactly but you know tetanus they kept going they released some music and they had just they kept having these killer shows like selling a bunch of tickets they still even though they've been kind of dormant for pro probably about a year now um they they still have you know like two thousand monthly listeners on spotify and they're all they never did like any playlisting or marketing it was all natural yeah. and I modeled myself after that band and I kind of took what they did. And then, you know, we, we would have a bunch of really successful shows in the city and people would ask me like, what are we doing? And I would say X, Y, and Z, and they would apply that. And then everybody else is having these really successful shows. And it's like, ever since COVID, you know, there's been this like rejuvenation of arts and music and and everything like that within the city and we're trying to keep it going you know it's something that can very easily you know be lost with you know letting your foot off the gas just a little bit but we're really really passionate about trying to keep it going and so you know it, it's been weird it's been a weird journey you know tying it back to your question it's been a weird journey blossoming in charlotte and having all these awesome opportunities because you don't think of punk punk rock music when you think of charlotte north carolina you yeah. think of you think of all the people that have migrated down from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, you think of the banks. You think of um, things like that. It's you know, like you said, a business city. But you know, there there's something here. And I was on the phone today when I was talking about the the good news that we got. I was on the phone today with um, a, a close comrade of mine, and we were just like, "There's there's a nuke about to go off in the city as far as arts and." bands and culture and everything like that we don't know what it is like i it's whether it's us whether it's the band wastoid or whether it's you know any of like the the hardcore scene that's that's always been prevalent in the, in the carolinas and is really really starting to make its own comeback like don't know what it's going to be but it is going to be something it's going to be really really cool when it happens and we're all just kind of getting ready for it yeah, it's exciting. That yeah, was that like the exact words like there's something there's like a yes. bomb about to go off. Okay. That's really literally, cool. literally, because it's it's one of those things that you don't know what is yeah. coming when you have no idea. But truthfully, like humans have this like intuition for like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been through it, but like you go through life and like you feel like you're about to hit like a crossroads or mm -hmm. a metamorphosis or a change or something like that. And you can yeah. feel it coming. It's whether you want it or not, it's just like, uh, I can feel it, you know, and I, I really do feel that right now. And I know a lot of people that we work with and have been close with, especially within Charlotte, we can feel something, something special. So that's, that's yeah. magical when you, when you feel that. And like, I guess, is it like, uh, you know, talking about the urgency of keeping it, it up? Is it like, 
um you didn't know what you had before covid left and you're like wow I, I i really miss playing live and i i can't never not play live again absolutely um i really you know i said i was 26 years old and i i started out predominantly rapping and i put guitar in it and you know did everything like that but i didn't get a real opportunity to appreciate like punk rock music and mm -hmm. all the different derivatives until i joined a band called Duckbeak. Okay. And I was given an opportunity by a friend of mine. They kind of needed to fill in and I was trying to get my foot in the door. And it was kind of like, you know, that first nuclear bomb of like, yeah. oh, this is a thing. Like I can join bands and I can meet people and I can, you know, come together. And I was in the band for years and we, you know, amicably split and went our separate ways. And, you know, Mike, the front man of Duckbeak, he's got a thing right now called Demon Teeth, which is really cool. Um, we're doing the Seneca thing, which is really cool. It's just like, you know, you really did. Nobody knew what, what they had. Nobody knew yeah. how, how precious, you know, getting to perform, getting to see people, yeah. like getting to connect with people. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think, you know, live entertainment was, it wasn't like going away. Like people still go to football games and basketball games and concerts yeah. and things like that. But it was just like on the community level, it was kind of on the downswing and when we started getting to do stuff again it was like a new gratitude for yeah. for getting to meet people getting to see the community and get like all the same people that i see at shows like i'm, I'm very grateful that i've met them and gotten to contact them for sure so like how were you able to like form a, a band under covid that i, I didn't leave my house under COVID. I, that, that's really impressive. You're able to kind of meet, I guess, meet people and, and make that connection. So the way that Seneca formed was kind of a unique thing. Um, there's a record label out of, I think it's close to out towards Raleigh. It might not be Raleigh specifically, but um, I won't name drop them because we're not on them. Sure. Um, it's no, no bad blood or anything <laughs> like that. I just don't want to, you know, imply anything. Yeah. Um, I sent them the first Seneca EP, Seneca Burns EP, and it was, they were demos. They weren't, there was yeah. no band. There was nothing. It was just Atticus Lane music at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, this was probably June of 2021. Maybe, yeah, it was, it was early June of 2021. And this label was like, we love it. Absolutely love it. We don't love you. Wow. Um, they're they're like an indie Harsh alternative comment. label stuff like that and they saw the rap stuff and i did you know the rap stuff that i did there was a little bit of a hybrid element towards the end but it was a lot of you know like your classic underground 90s feeling independent mm -hmm. hip-hop like i'm a big fan of atmosphere big fan of brother ali uh all the rappers on the rhyme Sayers label um and it was kind of in that vein. And they were like, you're so different from what we have. It's just stylistically, it's not a good fit. But this EP that you have is like a pop punk thing. I, we really like it. Yeah. Put a band together and then we'll talk. And so I called the Avengers and I was like, Christian, I need you. John, I need you. Matt, I need you. They had all heard these songs and were excited about them. And I was like, okay, what if we did a band thing? And so, you know, like, this being like June of 2021, we had all been, you know, sent out on our jobs at this point, COVID's yeah. about a year and a half in, um, but we're still not playing shows yet. So we did decide to link up and we all learned the songs and jammed them. And it was like, okay, 
something's here. It's not perfect. It's not great, but something's here. And so that really is the genesis. I know that once we got everything recorded exactly the way we wanted it, we knew when we were going to debut the band, you know, for the first show, because shows came so shortly after that. We knew how everything was going to play out. We just spent four months like hyping up the the hiatus show debut show. And ever since then, it's just been, you know, the gas pedal has been all the way to the floor and we're trying not to stop. Um, it's been really fun. It's been a great ride so far. Yeah, it sounds like that sounds like an incredible journey. So you're like, these are people you like kind of knew before COVID. You were like, John, let's bring the Avengers together. Yeah. Yeah. So John, I went to high school. Actually, I went to elementary school with John. Well, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's, and I knew back in high school and into college, it was like once we started to figure out, like, okay, we, we, we got a connection here musically and, and friendship wise that we really bonded over video games, mm -hmm. like different RPGs, like dark souls, final fantasy and, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, Tony Hawk, like I said, uh, I knew that there was going to be something there with John at some point. And John actually joined Duckbeak for a short period of time to get his foot in the door and get yeah. used to playing in bands. So there was that Christian was in a band or he is in a band called home for the day. And I've gotten really close to home for the day over the last few years. I'm featured on a couple of their songs. Mm -hmm. um, they're incredible dudes. They have pretty much a house that they run house shows out of. They stream the performances and it's very high fidelity yeah. for being in a basement and they do it all for charity. Um, and they're trying to get a proper nonprofit started up so that, you know, it, they, they really take it seriously and it's kind of amazing what they do i mean I, we went and spent i got to spend fifteen hundred dollars on toys for tots during christmas this past yeah. year like that was just an experience that you know i didn't have stuff like that as a kid you know not that I, I had like the worst life ever but like i didn't really have like crazy christmases you know doing any like kind of crazy stuff and so getting to like live that and then give that to other people, I don't know who it's going to. I, I just know that like somebody got taken care of on Christmas and that just, that is so cool. That feeling is so cool. Uh, knowing that, you know, maybe I can write a, a wrong, if you will, in yeah. my past and, and try to do it better on the back end. Um, but yeah, Christian plays in that band and they're super cool and they do a lot of crazy, crazy cool things. And they've got a, a pretty decent following as well. Um, and Matt is like a journeyman of the Charlotte music community. He started out in a band called Something Slick um, and he was a drummer in that band. And then he picked up guitar and he played in this band called No Rope and No Rope was incredible. Like they have a song called Cargo Shorts and it's just like they were somewhat broken up before COVID. And so when we got back from COVID, they got back together. I'll never forget, like, actually getting to see them. And it's my friend. Like, I, I, they're not like celebrities, but it felt like watching, like, this band that I absolutely loved. Never been able to see. And I watched them play their whole set. And they played cargo shorts and, like, this pit in my stomach of, like, oh, my God. So cool. I really admire Matt. He's, he's, he's such a fantastic dude. And he's such an incredible, incredible guitar player, songwriter, you know, singer, everything. Um, and you know, I'm, it's weird because, you know, you have conversations with, you know, the homies and everything like that. And it's just like, you know, I don't, 
if you couldn't do this anymore, I wouldn't want to replace you. Uh, like nobody, it's just like, nobody wants to replace me. Nobody wants to replace Matt. Nobody wants to replace John. Nobody wants to replace Christian. Even if we had to, it's like, I would rather just do it with one of my arms tied behind my back yeah. than, you know, try to fit something on there. I just, I think the guys that we got are the guys that it's supposed to be. I think we got it right the first time. And I'm very, very grateful to know all the boys. They're awesome. They're fantastic. Yeah, it's a real sign of a, of a great band lineup. Yeah. It's like, I, I couldn't imagine not having that. Mm -hmm. No, it's really cool. Um, yeah. You mentioned the milestone a lot. I, I've never been the milestone, but I've heard many a, a tale about it. How has that been for, for uh, just your growth and, and performances in general? It's great to have a place to call home. Um, Buck that runs the milestone, getting to deal with him, you know, every other month basically mm -hmm. is so cool because he's such a wonderful dude. And he, mm -hmm. I don't, I mean this in the most loving and caring way. Like he bites off so much more than any other person could chew, but somehow he chews it down and swallows yeah. it. Like he, he has shouldered the load at that place. And I gotta be honest with you. I really, it feels like the city, like the, the suits in the city don't like the place. And the fact that he has stood there steadfast, headstrong, you know, and weathered that load and, and protected that place and kept it running and kept it successful and everything like that is just a testament to his character. Um, and, and truly that character rubs off on the milestone itself. When you walk into the milestone, I really recommend going to the yeah. milestone. Um, uh, we actually are a big part of a festival on June 30th. Uh, I don't know what you're doing this summer, but if you have, if, if you want to come to the milestone, I really recommend it. I think it's a, for being such for a, a 170 capacity dive mm -hmm. really is a life-changing experience. Um, yeah, I really you, mean to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. You can really feel the history within there. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's heard that Nirvana's played there. Yeah. Um, and it, but all the bands, you know, there's a big bad brains graffiti that it has a, an empty picture frame around it. It's like, don't touch the bad brains graffiti. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so many people have played there. I went on setlist.fm one day and just looked at these sets that were uploaded, you know, yeah. from the eighties and stuff like that. Like so many bands have played there and it, it's really interesting and, and cool to know that, you know, no matter where we are and no matter where we go, when, when it's all said and done, like we were a part of this community too. We were a part of this history. We were a part of this legacy. Yeah. And that, that means a lot. Milestone is, is definitely a home of sorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely made your stamp. Um, I, I know you all also have like toured, like you meant like the Northeast. Like how, how is that kind of, uh, I guess, difference between Charlotte or the South in general? Um, have you ever watched a movie, especially yes. with your friends? Yes, I have watched a movie. <laughs> uh, but especially with your friends where you're like, it happened a lot when you were in school, you know, when they put a movie on at school and you just sit there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're always like, Oh, that's, that's you. That is you. You compare each other to everyone in the yeah. movie. You end up finding that in okay. all these other towns. Like the bug jar in Rochester is just like the milestone. It's not like it's a bug themed bar, but it's that's two really cool. rooms and it's weird. Like it's two rooms and there's mm -hmm. bugs everywhere in the bar room, but the dance floor and stage area is like covered in stickers and graffiti and it's got that dark vibe and it's a similar sound. Um, the main difference from the milestone is 
you look up on the ceiling and it's a kitchen, but it's on the ceiling. It's okay. just upside down. It's like you're on the roof and the and the floor, the kitchen is, but it's it's weird. But Wait, so there's cool. like like chairs and stuff like on the chairs and like like, yeah. like stove and a sink and all this, but That's it's on the crazy. ceiling. You know, God forbid any of that comes down during a show. <laughs> yeah, <that would> be- <laughs> but um but it's so cool and that's just <laughs> rochester new york and that's just one wow. venue. yeah you know there's amityville music hall in uh amityville new york on long island like thinking about like that a day to remember song where they talk about playing you know their first show in new york at amityville it's like it, they're just you find all these places and you liken them to places at home because no matter how far apart we are as people and you know, our cultures and everything like that. At the end of the day, we all have the same emotions and we all have the same, you know, like interpersonal languages of understanding one another. And I think that bleeds into the culture. And that's why no matter where we go, no matter who you meet, you find people that are similar to people, you know, because at the end of the day, we all talk the same language in communication, you know, and especially with music, music is universal language. Of course. Um, y'all also sent in a song to us recently. Is that part of like a larger release that y'all are, are doing? Uh, yes. So um, we're releasing things in singles because it just tends to do better in the streaming climate. Yeah, for sure. Um, but to give ourselves a more unified uh, discography, hopefully later as it gets bigger, mm-hmm. um, we're culminating every three or four of these singles into an EP that yeah. it's all one package. Um, so the first one we released... Uh, it's not the end, not even close. In February, in March, we released What the Hell Do I Have Left to Give? And then in August, we came out with Do You Know How Bright You Burn? And that was the whole EP of Burn. Um, Weedle came out on our one-year anniversary on February 4th. Uh, we have another song. It was the first song we wrote together as a band. Uh, it's called Jaded. We'll be finishing it up and hopefully releasing it pretty soon. And then another song we've started playing live called Point of View. And I believe those three songs, possibly the addition of a really fast, uh, really short song um, as well. But those three or four songs will be in an EP called All All Things Considered. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it is part of a slightly bigger, you know, all-encompassing mm-hmm. release. But all of those songs will come out as singles and they will have their own little moment to shine. Because yeah. we're at a point right now where we don't want to. But the way streaming is, you know, you release a whole album and track seven and eight, they just don't get the same kind of love yeah. as the first couple, you know? So nice. that's kind of where we're at on it. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to plug here? Um, Not 100% sure. I know we may be playing local 506 in Durham soon. I Yo, don't have yeah. I don't have the details on that, but I would, I would absolutely send them to you when we get them. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really love that place. I haven't played it yet. I've heard a lot of great things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, on Friday, April 14th, we're playing at the Poor House in Raleigh with the Bronze Age, Second After, and American Theory. And if anybody wants to come out and drive and see a two-day festival of like some of the best, like punk, pop punk, emo, alternative rock, everything, in the Carolinas, um, Bar Down Breakfast. Uh, the second year of it is happening at the Milestone on June 30th and July 1st. Uh, Seneca Burns will be headlining the first night. We're very, very excited about that. Um, and yeah, we're just gearing up for the road. We've got awesome. a we've got a half a week tour, little weekender next week, 
um, on the 20th through the 23rd. We've got a week planned in July, and we just kind of uh, verbally confirmed we're joining a band from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota for a three-week tour in um, October, which will be the longest that any of us have been on the road, yeah. and we're just absolutely stoked for it. Nice. Is that going to be in that like Minneapolis like area? It'll or... start in Indianapolis and okay. sort of loop around to some of the places that we've been before and once we get down to the carolinas it'll loop back up and head towards minneapolis i have okay. a feeling we'll probably fly into indianapolis do the run and fly out of minneapolis mm -hmm. um but it is cool because it is centered around uh welcome to the family fest which is another festival at the milestone club in charlotte that will happen in october and so we'll be passing through and we'll have basically two days off at home so yeah really really sort of yeah. cool break in between but yeah now we're Seneca Burns and awesome. uh, we're playing on Friday at the poorhouse and we've got a song out right now called Weedle and we're almost at 15,000 streams and we're really excited about it and really grateful for you for having me on on behalf of the guys of course yeah thank you so much for coming through um I, I really love the song and would love to hear any of the uh, the other songs you'll release absolutely i'll be in touch i appreciate y'all tuning in and you can check out all the interviews i and everyone here does at wknc.org podcast and click off the record i'm dj plover and i've been here with atticus from seneca burns on wknc 88.1 fm hd1 raleigh